Good evening. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church and this our Ash Wednesday service, the official beginning to the season of Lent. I'll direct your attention to the uh, white insert that says Ash Wednesday at the top. That is where the service will begin this evening. So the theme for this service is mutual consideration. It's based upon Psalm 41, which is the psalm chosen for this day. How close is your relationship to Jesus? According to Paul, all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. And if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Your baptism has brought you so close to Jesus that you share death, life, and all things with him. Therefore, when David said of Jesus in Psalm 41, verse 1, Blessed is the one who considers the poor, he was also speaking of you. Your blessed Lord Jesus considers you a poor, miserable sinner, and he will surely deliver you in the day of trouble, so that you too will be called blessed in the land. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, on this day the church begins a holy season of prayerful and penitential reflection. Our attention is especially directed to the holy sufferings and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. From ancient times, the season of Lent has been kept as a time of special devotion, self-denial, and humble repentance born of a faithful heart that dwells confidently on his word and draws from it life and hope. Let us pray that our dear Father in heaven, for the sake of his beloved Son, and in the power of his Holy Spirit, might richly bless this Lenten tide for us, so that we may come to Easter with glad hearts and keep the feast in sincerity and truth. Almighty and everlasting God, you despise nothing you have made, and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us new and contrite hearts, that lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, we may receive from you full pardon and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for Ash Wednesday is from Joel chapter 2. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people. Consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord. And make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, Behold, I am sending to you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. And I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 2 Peter, chapter 1. 
May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to make your calling and election sure, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the Gospel of the Lord. mercy and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We prayed Psalm 41 this evening in place of the appointed introit for the day. Psalm 41 will be the focus of our attention for the entire season of Lent, that is through our midweek services. David said in the opening words of that psalm, blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. Those words from David are like a man who painted a portrait of his friend and then the two switched places. And then his friend painted a portrait of him. Now, here's what I mean by that. Verse 1, blessed is the one who considers the poor. David's word considers can also be translated as pays attention or focuses upon or thinks about intently. When you paint someone's portrait, you must first look intently upon that person and study their features very closely. When David said, blessed is the one who considers, he was talking about someone who gives careful, attentive thought to something. 
David also spoke in the singular, not in the plural. And this is where the grammar matters. He says, blessed is the one who considers the poor one. Blessed is the individual who considers the poor individual. Blessed is the person who considers the poor person. Those singulars are important. And you know, wouldn't me, I wouldn't drop grammar on you unless it were important. You see, someone could argue that David was generalizing or making a sweeping statement that applies to everyone. However, David could have easily said, blessed is everyone who considers anyone who is poor. David did not say that. David wrote in the singular on purpose. He wanted us to think in singular on purpose. Blessed is the one who considers the poor one. Those words boil the entire world down to only two people. But then that begs the question, who are those two people? Well, you are one of them, and Jesus is the other. That is the entire point of tonight's sermon. You and Jesus are like a person who painted a portrait of a friend and then switched places so that the friend could paint a portrait of the person. Jesus is the poor man you shall be eternally blessed to consider, to focus upon, to always bear in mind. That is why the book of Hebrews talks about looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. You are also the poor person whom Christ Jesus, our Lord, carefully considered, bore in mind, acted on behalf of, and was declared blessed for it. As Jesus said in the book of Revelation, I know your tribulation and your poverty. That from chapter 2. Now I know it sounds strange that you and Jesus are both the poor person and that both of you are the person who shall be blessed for considering the poor, but here's why that strange thing is true. In one way or another, all of God's psalms, the whole book of psalms, including Psalm 41, they speak about our Lord and his work of salvation on our behalf. That is why God included the Psalms in his holy scriptures. They bear witness, Jesus says, about me. That from John chapter 5. Because the Psalms are about Jesus, they're also about you. You, after all, are the baptized of Christ. When you were baptized, you entered into Christ's holy body. We learn this from Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 1, and elsewhere. Just as surely as he entered yours. And we hear that from John 14, Galatians 2. You and your Christ are now joined together as one flesh. This is the mystery that St. Paul speaks of in Ephesians 5 when he says that husband and wife marriage, this corresponds to Christ in the church. This mystery is profound, and yet it is true. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. You see, here's what happened at your baptism. Your Lord's perfection became yours, and your sins became his. His strength became yours, and your weakness became his. His life became yours, and your death became his. This is not a new concept to us. This is the blessed exchange that Luther speaks of quite frequently. Now, the words of the scriptures that speak about you became applicable to Jesus, and the words that speak about Jesus became applicable to you. Because you are partakers of the divine nature, as we just heard St. Peter say tonight in the epistle, every scripture passage about Jesus is also about you. 
Your inseparable, eternal, baptismal unity with Christ is why Jesus is the poor man whom you shall be blessed to consider and why you are the poor person whom Jesus likewise considered. Psalm 41 speaks of mutual consideration. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. Those words are like a person who painted a portrait of a friend, then the two switch places, and the friend painted a portrait of the person. You and Jesus are those friends. Now, let's dig a little deeper, shall we? Why did Jesus give himself over to suffer many things, to be killed, and after three days rise again, as we hear from Mark 8? Well, Jesus did so because he always considers the poor. It is elsewhere written, he did not forget the cry of the afflicted in Psalm 9. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry from Psalm 34. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles also from Psalm 34. All these passages describe our Lord's consideration toward you, his poor one. Now what key words do the scriptures use to describe the nature of our Lord's consideration toward you? Well, they use words such as pity, compassion, mercy, grace. From Acts 15, we hear, We believe that we will be saved through the grace of our Lord Jesus. We are waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life, St. Jude writes. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the seas, says the prophet Micah. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand, St. Mark records in the first chapter of his gospel. So Jesus is the blessed man who considers the poor one. In Psalm 41, David prophesied the great blessing and reward that Jesus received precisely because he considers the poor, and he poured out his soul to death. And the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. Your saints, think about this in light of the whole life and ministry of Jesus. Those are words of the resurrection. They are the words of eternal life because Jesus considered our poverty, paying attention to us, focusing upon us, and thinking intently about our needs. Because Jesus considered our poverty, God raised him from the dead and gave him glory. So Peter writes, God the Father so completely and profoundly raised Jesus from the dead that David could look from afar in the prophetic distance of history and say, the Lord protects him and keeps him alive. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus also indicates that the Heavenly Father did not give Jesus up to the will of his enemies. Through his death and resurrection, rather, Jesus gained eternal victory over every enemy, and he did it for you. Thus, Jesus is indeed blessed and is called blessed in the land of eternal life precisely because he considers the poor. Now, we're going to switch places, right? Switch places with Jesus and paint a portrait of your friend Jesus, as it were. Jesus is the poor man whom you shall be eternally blessed to consider, to focus upon, to always bear in mind. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. And our Lord himself said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but, that is during his days of his humiliation, the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. 
He borrowed a bed at his birth. He borrowed a bed at his death. And he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Think of Adam and Eve grasping to be like God from the tree that was forbidden them. But Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but instead he emptied himself. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. Now what key words do the scriptures use to describe the nature of your consideration, your faithful paying attention toward Jesus? They use words such as faith, hope, trust. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. That from Psalm 20. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. St. Paul writes in Romans 5. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. From Galatians 2. So you, you, you will be counted among the blessed when you consider the poverty of your Lord Jesus, just as surely as Jesus himself was blessed because he considered your poverty. That is the promise of God, spoken through David in Psalm 41. Blessed are you who consider the poverty of your Christ, whose poverty has made you rich in every way. So on this evening, when ash marks our heads as a reminder that you and I are dust, to dust you shall return, Remember and consider Christ Jesus, who was laid in the dust of death for you, that you may be raised to eternal life with him. And just how exactly is it that you shall be blessed? Well, David explained. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers you. The Lord protects you and keeps you alive. You are called blessed in the land. He does not give you up to the will of your enemies. In the resurrection of all flesh on the last day, The Lord your God shall make it so and more. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the proclamation of the cross among us and for protection of the church from every false doctrine that might delight our sinful desires, but leave us lost in our iniquity. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For a salutary use of this season of penitence and renewal, that we may strive against the desires of the flesh, grow in the joy of Christ's salvation, and look in love and service toward our neighbors, especially those of the household of faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the families of our congregation, that God would defend his holy estate of marriage against every enemy that would divide, that he would strengthen parents for their duties, especially bringing up their children in the fear and instruction of the Lord, and that all may be preserved faithful to the end. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who bear office in our land, that God would give them wisdom, protect them from danger, and lead them to serve others according to his gracious will. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our nation, that we may become a people that guards the rights of the weakest and most vulnerable among us, especially the unborn, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick, the suffering, and those recovering, especially John Nishlick, Earl Brandt, Pat Taney, Norma Horine, Charlotte Locke, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For expectant mothers, 
those whose work is dangerous, the unemployed, those near death, and those who mourn, let us pray to the Lord. For us poor sinners who are dust and must return to dust, that we may firmly believe God will not despise a broken and contrite heart, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For repentant hearts at the Lord's table, that we may recognize the enormity of our sins by the measure of Christ's abundant pardon through his atoning sacrifice, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For faith to eat and drink his true body and blood worthily, and to learn from him to love our neighbor. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Bless us, Father, on this holy day of repentance. As we enter the season of Lent, let us hold fast to your word. Teach us to die to self and serve you faithfully throughout this mortal life, until at last you bring us with the blessed saints into your presence forevermore. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Good evening and welcome to uh, this, our official beginning to the season of Lent. I look forward to traveling with you through this time where we continue to hear of our Lord and Savior and all he has accomplished for our salvation. Looking ahead into the week, of course, on Sunday we have our divine service with Holy Communion, followed by Sunday school and Bible study, and then later on at 5 o'clock, uh, we do have our Higher Things fundraiser that runs from uh, 5 to 7. I do commend to you the additional section in your bulletin for Ash Wednesday, uh, which would typically fall where the Connected to Christ section is. Uh, that is uh, some wonderful devotional writing there uh, to further draw your attention so that you might consider Christ, the poor one who was made poor for you in order to make you rich through the shedding of his blood and his resurrection on the third day. It is in his peace we go. I'll greet you at the door. <laughs>